This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in to Shine On. Did I ever tell you about the time I stopped going to the movies? I thought that the movies were doing a terrible thing, and I thought that they could save the world, like in a month, if they wanted to. And people thought I was crazy, and I thought I was a little crazy too. It started around the time of the Titanic, that movie. I've still never seen it. And I don't want to see it, because the movie is based on a real tragedy where real people passed away, lost family members. You know, I have a friend, his great uncle Pat was on the Titanic. Maybe that's what sparked this whole thing. And no shade or judgment if you love the movie. I get it, I'm in the minority here. I hear it was very popular. I realize that people make movies about real things all the time, and they make money off that. They make money off terrible stories, and that just seems so wrong to me. What if the people who made the Titanic took like 1%, 1% of the money they made, and they gave it to, I don't know what, some nautical thing that helps people, right? or boating lessons, or swimming lessons, I don't know, but you know what I mean, right? What if every movie ever made, because movies, big ones, make so much crazy money. What if every movie just gave like 1% to charity? In a summer blockbuster season, outside of a pandemic, think of all the problems we could fix right here in the United States. So this was my thought, and I stopped going to the movies for a really long time. And I still won't see movies based on tragedies that people make money off of if it doesn't have a payback somewhere along the way. Like Schindler's List, didn't that have a payback? Didn't the proceeds go to something wonderful? I think that money went to charity. Maybe that's why I got this whole idea. But today's guest is all about that. He gets me, and I'm trying to get him. His name is Loto Vasquez, L-O-T-O Vasquez. Uh, His people reached out to me from Spain saying they wanted to be on Shine on the Health and Happiness Show. I guess word is getting around. And Loto wants to talk about two things, really. Being a conscious consumer and also finding your true purpose in life. So uh, we recorded this on Zoom and my microphone is better. And he pops up on my screen and he is... um, just a, just a lovely face. You know, you just see a lovely face. An open heart is in his face. And he's very, very thoughtful. A unique creature, this Loto Vasquez. So I asked him what his message was for us listening here on Shine On. If you are listening this to this 20 years later from when this was recorded, you are probably living already heaven on earth. <laughs> that is what this is about. It's about every human being realizes we live in paradise and behaving as such, living our purpose and supporting others do the same. How did you learn that? Through every experience in my life and I think every every moment that I've ex- I've been loved has reminded and awakened that in me. And every time I haven't been loved, it has made more apparent how important it is to love and be loved. 
everything, you know, like being a Capricorn, I think helps being a stubborn <laughs> and, and having been grown up in a hippie community has grew me up with ideals of freedom and possibilities. And then studying philosophy, being a monk of a practice of meditation for over a decade, my wife leaving me, even if she was amazing and our relationship was amazing, that showed me that I needed to grow even more, that it wasn't enough to be happier and more peaceful than most people. I needed to be the absolute best version of myself, not for her, but for myself. That was the wake-up call. And going to Bali and meeting outstanding people from around the world who were abundant and at the same time really kind and pro promoting kindness and sustainability in the world helped me to realize that, that if I really wanted to play with the big players, I needed to step up and, and, and be more outrageous and more brave and more loving and more centered and more powerful and more abundant. And seeing how important it is to let anyone be my mentor when they know more about, more about something else, that, I, that it's important for me, let them be my mentor and, and be in love with letting go what doesn't serve me to be more happy, loving, and supportive of others and embracing everything that helps me be more loving. Well, tell me about this hippie community, the hippie community that you grew up in. I can tell you bits here and there because I was so little. So I, I, remember, I remember it from the perspective of a little child running naked in a countryside property in the south of Spain, climbing fig trees, uh, running at, around naked and, and naughty and driving a bit crazy, some of the adults, and jumping into this natural swimming pool and in, into the wells of <laughs> and, and seeing my parents um, growing food, but also seeing my parents and, and the other people living together fighting because of their lack of ability to love even more and seeing how I didn't like that. I can still going with that memory feel that it wasn't pleasant as a little child. And that showed me that sharing with other people, living together or sharing projects with other people, it's, it's something that you need to work on, that it's, it's not just having a good idea and, and then it all flows. It may sound really idealistic, in the years of some and crazy in the years of others or a mix of both. But at the end, developing a project create, requires work and dedication and, and eagerness to learn. But also how that, that intention, that powerful intention of let's do things as free and respectful and sustainable as possible has, even if I rejected it big time when I was growing up, especially as a teenager, because then you just want to blend, or most of us, I, I did, wanted to blend and be normal, and I wasn't. Uh, so I rejected it a lot, but, but it's still this seed of freedom and idealism, and it doesn't need to be the status quo in order for you to have the right to pursue it. That was deeply seated in me, and I'm still doing that. My observation is you have an incredible relationship with your inner voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> close my, I close my eyes to to know what to say because I, yeah, it's, I, yeah, I thought I, I thought I was visual, but I but I'm definitely quite auditive, yeah, <laughs> something or kinesthetic. You, my feeling is from an early age, you knew you were worthy of love. Do you think that's made a big difference in your life, or or, or am I even getting that right? 
there's a couple of magical moments that I remember from childhood. One of them was one of them was when I was I became five years old. Is when I needed to decide if I wanted to do religion lessons in a school or not. Until that age, there wasn't. Uh, you were just most, mostly playing. And, and we were studying kind of half part within the community and half part in a regular school. When I needed to decide, my mom asked me, so do you want to do this religion class? And I was, okay, what is that about? This is me being four or five. And, and she said, it's about Spain was Catholic at the time or still culturally Catholic, but not officially. Anyway, she asked me, well, she told me it's about a, a man who lived 2,000 years ago, and many will say he was he was God or the son of God. And I, of course, I don't remember exactly the words, but I remember saying something like, oh, that doesn't make sense. I think God is nature. So no, I don't want to go to that lessons. And interestingly enough, I still was. I was just painting while the other kids were studying, but I still learned the basics of the Bible. The other experience that was powerful, and I think it's coming to the answer of, of your of your point, is I remember a guy asking me, how old are you? And I was three or four, and I answer without any doubt, I am millions of years old. And he was like, bro, <laughs> wait, I'm asking, what is your age? I'm like, oh, my age, I'm three. <laughs> you ask me how old I am. <laughs> I'm millions of years old, my age is three. I'm not, I, I know. <laughs> I remember that I came to this world knowing knowing that I was the king, and I'm not meaning the king of others, but the, the king myself, surrounded by kings, you know, like abundance in every good way was my nature. And I remember, not, not, not the same memories, uh, it's a, more a feeling, to be honest, than a, a visual memory, but I, I remember adapting to my parents and to their limitations in order to fit with them to plug into their love. And I know that's been my, the journey of my life now, to learn to be, to plug into their field and how they were ready to love and they were ready to express themselves. And now I learn everything that I, I learned through that process in order to connect back to this level of abundance and freedom and self-realization. It's so profound that you had to learn as a child to adapt to your parents' way so you could plug into their love. But again, there's the theme of love. Like you knew you came here of love, from love, and for love. That's our most fundamental need. Food is second to that. So now you're working with people. Tell us about the work you do. I'm genuinely working to to spread, to viralize the, the remembering that we live in paradise. And I do that in a, in a handful of ways. We are building, I was just finishing a meeting with my the economist that works for the project, for Howimi Foundation. We pay people to get educated and empowered through education. Based on the idea of Nelson Mandela that education is the most powerful weapon to change the world. And so we know there is people who don't have the, the time or the resources to get educated and empowered and discover that they have the resources to change anything they want in their life. So we are solving that by paying people to get educated and then get them educated to the point where they know how to provide value to others to cover their needs and beyond. And once they cover their needs and beyond, then they can become part of the people giving money, donating money for others to get educated and empowered. Uh, so we close the loop of more and more people being in this side of the coin where I have more money than I need for myself. So I'm going to give some of these to eradicate the problem, not to 
assist other or solve the problem, but to help the person solve the problem themselves by realizing they can learn anything, become or achieve anything they want with time, dedication and work, obviously. That's the one thing that I do that doesn't make me money. It costs me money and it brings me so much joy more than almost than anything else that I've done in my life. Second, I'm leading or being the host for a community of conscious professionals, entrepreneurs and investors that we are doing that. We are trying to make this world a better place and we communicate and are plugged to support each other, to have more fun, to have more joy, to have more growth and to have more success inside and outside. One, my main money income maker, it was until recently, I because now conscious investing is giving me more money and I go into that in a moment, but my main work, it is or it was, uh, and I still do it, to support the same people, conscious professionals, entrepreneurs, and investors to conquer their fears so they can be more fulfilled and more successful. And so they can have more impact as well. And I do that with a method that I've developed as a distillation of 21 years of personal growth, including studying philosophy in college, gestalt psychology, being a monk of a meditation for over 10 years, coaching as well, and, and every experience and every micro learning that I have had with working with a few thousands of people since then. And I'm investing in companies that I think are changing the world for the better. And some of them are in the crypto world. And those are making me already more money than I need for to pay my expenses. And last but not less important, obviously, is that I, I'm working now and now and now and now and now in myself to, to be aware that I'm living in paradise and that my only job is to fulfill my purpose and support others to do the same. I know it was a big answer and a lot of data, but uh, that's comprehensive. I like it. I, I, I want it. I, I love big answers, but I want you to repeat the last line again, that your only job is to know that you're living in paradise and, and what? And fulfill your purpose? Fulfill my purpose and help others fulfill theirs. So your purpose is helping others? I think my purpose is helping others only from already be experiencing myself that I am living in paradise. Because if not, I will be trying to help others, but not really helping because I'm trying to show them something that I'm unaware myself, at least in the moment that I explain it. So I think first it's embodying it. Uh, and from there is inspiring others to do the same. You have to embody your own philosophy that we're in paradise and then you can share it with others. Okay, I want to just backtrack a little. I'm pretty sure I can formulate what conscious investing is. Then tell me, please, what is unconscious investing? Is that what we are all doing with our 401ks? That we're putting, <laughs> money, right? we're putting money into a fund and we don't know where it's being spent. Is that unconscious investing? I mean, probably a small piece of it. That's a really cool question, you know, because the thing is, so many of us, we, we complain or we've learned to complain about money, but money is energy. And I know this is a cliche almost, and it's not a new piece of information, but think about it this way. Every time we spend money and even more every time we invest money because that money is empowering a company that is going to make even more impact. So every time we spend money, we are either changing the world for the better or changing the world for the worst. Meaning we are making this world a more kind and sustainable one or we are making this world a more self-destructive and disrespectful and abusive one. 
There is no in-between. There is no freaking in-between. And if it's uncomfortable to look at this reality, well, life is uncomfortable. We were born uncomfortable. We live uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean we cannot be wild and happy and, and in awe of the miracle of life. But life, it is uncomfortable. One of our big problems is that we are addicted to comfort. And, and that's a problem because then happiness, it's impossible because life, it's uncomfortable. Either you are happy with the, fair, the fact that uncomfortable, it's part of the process of growing and growth is the essence of life or happiness is impossible. Now, that was a little bit of sidetrack, but how is that relating to investing? Well, either you are, invest, you are putting money into changing the world for the better or putting money into making this world still more abusive. So in terms of investing, absolutely, I don't invest in index funds, even if it's based on anyone who is an expert on how to invest. If you are not an expert, we'll say that's the safest way to go. But if I put it in an index fund, now there is, there is creating ethical index funds and I am looking into it and I'm interested. But if we just invest in an index fund that includes Coca-Cola, includes General Motors, includes, I'm not even judging them. I'm just saying, Either they are changing the world for the better clearly or they are making this world a more abusive and self-destructive one. And I don't want to contribute to that. So the point is any company that it's trying to make profit and that's the first aim, it's wrong. I'm going to say this again. Anyone trying to make money as a first purpose is just wrong and it's leading to unhappiness and abuse in this world and the people included in that company. Now, you can make as much money as you want putting first, changing the world for the better. Maybe maybe the Cirque du Soleil, which unfortunately has disappeared through this situation, but I'm sure it will come up again. Uh, was putting, bringing magic into the world as a first priority and making a lot of money on the way. Or I don't know if there is so many, but I, I know, for example, I know Tony Robbins, people can agree or disagree. I know that guy from as close as I have been able to. And I know he's a loving human being. He's making millions while infusing this world with money. I am making more money than ever. It's still small amounts, but I'm making 10 times what I used to make. And I'm, making, I'm bringing more love into the world. So either we are investing in companies that are making the world a better place, like, like, like investing in real estate that is really sustainable and done with love and done to make people happy when living in there instead of just make another house. There is so many houses empty and make a little bit more box. This is a huge tide that we have to turn. You know, let's just say Coca-Cola. They make a drink that makes people happy. I don't drink it. I don't drink it. I disagree. But, I disagree. That doesn't okay, make so people what? happy. <laughs> so they make a drink that their marketing has convinced us is the way to have a good time. You have a Coke and a smile. So mm -hmm. tell me why, educate me. Tell me why something as simple as a soda company is detrimental to the world. Well, first, thank you for your openness. I, I know I can learn at least as much from you as, or more that you can learn from you. So thank you very much for the humbleness and asking me and giving me the space to share my honest opinion. There is only happiness when we are discovering more of our own potential and discovering how our potential can be a gift for others. Only then we are truly happy. We don't need to agree, but I'm sure anyone listening to this and if they put time into it, they will see what are the best moments of my life. And in those moments, there were those elements discovering more of your potential or the potential of the world and how that was a blessing or a gift for others. 
I mean, I just cannot see anything in Coca-Cola that is making this world a better place. You know, like sugar is really bad for health. Uh, Let me ask you this. <laughs> I, can't, I don't no, know how I to answer. I see it. Back, back to the idea of either you are changing, clearly changing the world for the better or you are making it worse. Even if it was just because of the fact that there is no energy into bringing more awareness, more kindness and more sustainability, then there is a detriment. So a company that is... Uh, a really small company that is making an alternative Coke all made with natural ingredients. And that is just bringing awareness. Hey, you can have something similar. It's probably not going to be the same than Coke, but we are just, a, we love Coke. But even if we do, we do it because we have the habit. And I know habits are a big, a big part of my work. I know how hard it is to change habits, but screw it. If it's important, just change it, period. So a, a small company creating a 0.001% of the amount of, of bottles, but just bringing awareness to people hey you don't need to abuse the world you don't need to put so much sugar you don't need to to not care about almost anything but your profit uh you don't need to do bull advertisement convincing people from things that are obviously not real to make a living that company even if it's reaching less people is changing the world for the better before i got on this call with you i left work and i stopped at the pharmacy so i stopped there and i bought vitamins was i making the world a better place or was i destroying the world in my purchase of vitamins i, I want to clarify i'm not here to critique anyone i'm not perfect and i don't no, I, i don't think it's about perfection i think it's about realizing hey there is this thing that i can do better that I, there, there is you know happiness and integrity and not only happiness success and integrity are the same integrity equals success when we take one action that it's congruent with who we are our values and what we want our vision when we make a, a, an action that is in integrity with our values and our vision with who we are and what we want we are happy in that moment we are actually discovering more of our potential and we are kind of aware even if it's subtle that we are making this world a better place okay. so You don't need to change everything at once. But if you realize, I don't know what vitamins they were, but maybe they are just not natural products and probably chemicals. And I'm not an expert either. I want to go into criticizing um, drug companies. I have heard they are not the most uh, ethical companies. But anyway, if you just find, okay, this product is important for me, whether it's a Coca-Cola, whether it's a vit vitamins, whether it's a car, what is the healthiest, the most sustainable, the most kind that should be a trend search in Google. We right. should be searching that in Google. What is the most sustainable vitamins company or the most sustainable vitamin companies? And then choose from those. I actually just recently invested in a company, in two actually. One of them, it's a bazaar of ethical products. So you go there, it's like a micro at this moment, Amazon, where you can only find ethical products. So that's good. You just go there. Okay, I want a pair of shoes. What are the options here? Another one, it's, it's a, I hope they pull it together. It's a card. You are going to pay something with that card. And then the card, together with an app, shows you the score of sustainability of that product and say, well, your product is not really sustainable. But in this place, in this store, you have a similar product that is four out of five in the score of sustainable instead of two out of five. Wow. So we, and this is happening. It is happening. And it's going to become easier and easier. And it's about that. It's making easier to take decisions that are more kind and sustainable. So in 20 years or less, we are all aware that we live in paradise because we behave like if we are in paradise and we treat people and things like we will treat them in paradise with care, with love, with appreciation. I believe that, that happiness is service, is love. Worldwide, how many, what's the percentage of people who believe that? 
who believe what you believe. 13.82% of people <laughs> connected to the... I was building a startup on and the, it was going to be something like the, the social media of happiness. I finally put it in a standby because I discovered other people building something similar and I believe that it was more valuable that I supported them than trying to compete because it, it's not about competing, but we are in this together. We are, we are in this mission together, every human being. We are about making this world as happy as possible for ourselves, our children, our friends and family and for everyone. But anyway, I, I, I did that research on people who were interested in personal growth, spirituality, and that was the, the, the amount of people, the percentage at the time, 13.82%. If we make it more broad, I think it's, it's way more. If it becomes as easy or more to be kind and sustainable, we will choose that. So I think our work is to be so loving and kind and sustainable ourselves that we, may, we make it easier for the person next door to choose kind and sustainable. That's Loto Vasquez, Loto Vasquez. He's in Spain, but you can find him on the World Wide Web. Let me tell you where he wants you to reach out. You can just Google Loto Vasquez, or you can go to fearhackingmethod.com, fearhackingmethod.com, which is where, I believe for free, he can help you find your purpose. And he believes that if we all become conscious consumers, we can have heaven on earth in 20 years. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to all the women who showed up on the New Year's weekend retreat. Shazam. That's all I can say about that. Shazam. That was a good retreat. I'm still processing all that I learned. Connect with me at Casey.co. Join us on the Sunday Zoom call this Sunday. Nancy L. Johnston, author of Disentangle, will answer your questions about relationships on the Sunday at 11 call. Nancy and I sit down every Monday and do a Zoom video and talk about relationships. You can check that out at Casey.co. And Christy Nelson is coming on the Zoom call Sunday at 11 on the 24th. So here's just a final note about what Loto Vasquez was talking about, about finding your purpose. Did you all watch the movie Soul yet, the animated Pixar film Soul? Really, your purpose is just to be alive to the wonder and beauty of life to be totally in love with being alive. That is your purpose. If you're feeling, I don't have a purpose, why am I here? You're here to just love life. If you just do that, it's enough. Make falling in love with your life your purpose and everything will fall into place. But we need a thought for the day. And it comes from Deepak Chopra who said, everyone has a purpose in life, a unique gift or special talent to give to others. And when we blend this unique talent with service to others, we experience the ecstasy and exaltation of our own spirit, which is the ultimate goal of goals. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.